Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by uh, two of your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. So Out. It's, it's two of now because we've got like a whole squad retired. Aye, in we've it. got, uh, but but we're the we're the original and best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the others. And we are joined this week by uh, Kenny and Doug. Uh, hello, guys. How are you doing? Hi, we're fine. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep. Good, good. Yeah, uh, Kenny and Doug are two of the organisers behind Carinade, which yep. uh, we will be attending for the first time next weekend. Yeah. Well, looking forward we'll to even it. We're going to have a little table of our own. Yay. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're deliberating whether, I mean, we're, we're going to bring some merch. So if you, if those of you listening, if you've ever fancied owning uh, our icon on the T-shirt, yep. you'll have the opportunity but I think we should set up a little game and just a sign saying like "Beat me at whatever it is." Yeah, we'll, or definitely, we'll definitely have like a, a few things that we've painted on yeah. display at least. But so you can come and so, laugh at how bad. Yeah, you'll be pleased to know that you'll be in the room where the painting competition is, so you can put something into the painting competition if you wish. I will not be doing that. <laughs> I, I might do that. <laughs> a lot of good prizes. Yes. Well, we'll we'll talk about Carinade uh, in a moment, but uh, we've got a few bits of news to cover off first of all. Yeah, stuff has happened in the world of tabletop gaming. Um, so the first item to cover off is a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. Asmodee have announced that they are planning to publish books uh, based on. The, the universes in which their games are set. So by this, I think they mean like novels. All right. Just let that I mean, sink that... in for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd obviously, uh, the only the, the big comparison I would make is Games Workshop's Black Library, right? That's been very successful. But what, what games are they going to make novels out of? What do you think, guys? Right. What do you think of this? Well, I mean, Asmodee own just about everybody now, so I guess they've got a huge amount of properties they can use. And that's it, right? I don't like it's. It's kind of hard to keep track of who they own now. So I, I kind of assume that if it's not owned by GW or Wizards of the Coast, it's probably somehow owned by Asmodee. Yeah. So, so I can see that you know the Fantasy Flight did books for Arkham Horror, and I can see they could carry on with that, but. But um, in terms of what other properties they've got, I mean, pandemic. You, I, I suppose you could do something along that line. But yeah. ticket to ride is that Amadeus? Aye. Yeah. 
Really do much of the you could do a sort of 24 style thing. That would be quite cool, But I'm trying to picture how they're going to turn, like, I don't know, Dixit in a, <laughs> a novel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, uh, we'll I, I'm, uh, I take it they haven't announced any exact titles yet. No, I think it's just one of these things that they, they have plans to do it, you know, the, the same way that... Um, earlier on in the year, Games Workshop said that they have plans to um, explore the possibility of doing like film and TV. Mm-hmm. It's just advertising that this is something they want to do. Yeah. All right. All Rather right. Well, than... watch this space, folks, and we'll yeah. keep you updated on that. Um, the next one is with regards to Steamforged. Okay. And. Uh, it's a little bit different from the usual Steamforged news. They have. It's usually not good things. No. Um, <laughs> so they have received substantial investment from a company called the Foresight Group. Okay. Um, I believe it's five million. All right. Of investment. Okay. Um, and apparently, um, Ian Livingston is going to be joining the. The board of Steamforge Games as a non-executive director, Ian Livingston, of course. Uh, being, sorry, uh, Ian Livingston. Yes, sorry. Uh, Ian's been uh, a veteran of the industry. Yeah. Uh, certainly, well, I, I, I think his name will be recognised the world over now. But certainly within the UK, he's a big deal. So, oh, yeah. um, so, so, do you think this is a change in direction for them at all? Or I think. Um... It's almost like a, I guess you could call it like a sort of statement mm-hmm. of, of intent. Um, to me, it looks as though they they want Steamforged to be up there with the likes of Wizards of the Coast and, and Games Workshop and to an extent, Cool Mini or not. Yeah. They, they want to be a key player in the games industry. Whereas at the moment they really are, not to insult them, just uh, veering to the sort of larger scale of the independent companies. They're they're mostly doing sort of video game licensed games now, aren't they? I think is that that's right? that's their big thing uh, because uh, they, they, they've done uh, the one we've played is Dark Souls, but uh, yeah. they've done uh, Resident Evil Two. I think they did, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Zero Dawn Horizon, just like a bunch of cool words. Yeah, sequence I can never remember. <laughs> Which actually tells you nothing about the game. No, by the way. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, they've they've received an investment of five million. Uh, bet they're still going to put everything on Kickstarter. Uh, as well Kickstarter's the way forward. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah we have a thing or two to say about kickstarter yeah as our regular listeners are probably sick of hearing yes but uh but uh, do, 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 have you guys got much experience with uh steamforged games at all have you have you tried any of their uh their, their uh, box games at all? They did attend Carinade about three or four years ago when they first started with your uh, Guild Ball. I watched mm-hmm. ah. that. And there was a couple of guys in a club knew some of the guys running it, but then you know, obviously they sort of 
took a bit of a bad hit, if you like, and then they kind of disappeared for the show scene. Yes, yes, and... they just stopped coming. Mm-hmm. So no, I've never, I've not played, I've not played their games personally. But um... I mean, I've seen their games, and I know their games are popular. I mean, as I say, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like Hamilton Howlers are very big into Guild Ball. And strange enough, there is actually a club in Falkirk called the Falkirk Gaming Club. There's quite a few of the lads here play it, and, it, and there's obviously yeah. a number of people who up to come and go and game and play it, so there is a base for it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. In certain clubs, it is a popular game. Mm-hmm. They seem to sort of explode onto the scene with Guild Ball. Yeah, yeah, it sort of just appeared from nowhere. Yeah. I can't, I can't help but feel, though, right, um, that that might have just been the fact that Games Workshop had stopped doing anything for Blood Bowl. Yeah, well, stopped doing Blood Bowl, and as I was saying to um, Kenny and Doug just before we went on the air, Guild Ball appeared around the same time that they shuttered Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, and um, if you will remember, uh, a lot of people were rather vocal in their distaste of Age of Sigmar when it Aye. first came out. Yeah, to um, the point where they were setting miniatures on fire. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I think I actually, we, I think we all know that guy. I, I think we <laughs> saw that on uh, YouTube. YouTube, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I'm I'm saying that to say that um, I I was active in the Warhammer Fantasy tournament scene just before they did the End Times thing, uh, and what happened was when Age of Sigmar came out, it it sort of split the player base for mm-hmm. a bit where a lot of them went on to do Age of Sigmar uh, and a lot of the guys went and played Guild Ball. Right, right. Um, the, the hipster ball, as it was being called at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, big deal getting an investment of the size of five million. Uh, big deal getting a name like um, uh, Ian Livingston yeah. on board as well. So uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see because, you know, as lead times go with these kind of games, it's probably going to be uh, at least a couple of years by, uh, until we start to see... The, the, the Hopefully, fruits. with Ian Livingston on board, it means that they start to do something more interesting again. And I'm not saying that to be funny, but the they've essentially been emulating what Cool Mini or Not have been doing yeah. for the past few years. And albeit that does net them a lot of profit, that that starts to wear thin quite quickly. And I yeah. think it is beginning to wear thin. Like even with Cool Mini or Not's recent uh, Bloodborne campaign. Um, everyone was quite positive about it because it's like, oh, if it's just the game and the miniatures, then that'll be great. And then as soon as they announced the first add-on, the comments uh, just <laughs> erupted. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, but it's interesting, no? I mean, that amount of money from outside investment just shows how big, you know, it's, it's, as we've, you know, we've all talked about, I mean, board games and board games are going mainstream and yeah. and video games and board games are becoming quite blurred as to, you know, a lot of crossover between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can all say we liked it before it was cool. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first album was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that um, on a more serious note, with uh, with this Steamforged announcement, uh, just to sort of tail off from what, what Doug's just said, it's indicative of the health of the industry. Yes, that, I, absolutely. Um, that an outside company is willing to front that kind of money for tabletop games. And for when we first started this podcast, we kept talking about when's the bubble going to burst. Mm-hmm. And I think over the past year, I've slowly but surely been turning my opinion around to I don't think that tabletop gaming is necessarily just a fad. I think it, it 
actually the risk of sounding a bit pretentious is a bit of a cultural shift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's certainly become more popular, as I say. I mean, me and Doug are from the Airfix generation, if you like. I mean, I remember when Games Workshop first producing stuff when they had their, their shop in London and they used to do your sort of old TSR stuff and stuff for Traveller and that, and then they actually started bringing out their own. Basically, they bought over uh, Citadel, they bought over many companies, and then they started producing things like Judge Dredd and that. And I mean, at right. the time, that was a game changer that, wait a minute, because yeah. at that time, White Dwarf was a magazine that. It, it basically yeah, published things for AD and D. It, it done getting stuff for RuneQuest, and then suddenly it became an in-house magazine. And I can remember then people sort of going, "Well, this is terrible. There's just been stuff for Games Workshop now." And it's like, but that's the thing that it, they're selling their own product now. They're that big. yeah. And yeah. So, as I say, Steamforce Games with a cash injection of five million pounds, you can do a lot of things with five million pounds. Mm, sure. Oh, yeah. Exactly. The the only caveat I do want to say, uh, and I've. I don't want to be like too negative in this, but uh-huh. see, see the fact it's five million from an investment company. Yes, their expectation. Yeah, we're looking for a return. Exactly right. Yeah. The pressure. Steamforge are really going to start to feel pressure now to at get the a same time. Though mm-hmm. you've got Ian Livingston in the equation. Yeah, he's not someone who can just be ignored, right? Aye. And the thing is, my, my hope is that with him at the helm with that money that he can maybe guide it towards a better place. And like, I, I, it's not to say that these things are mutually exclusive as well. Right. Mm. Like you could, you can make an interesting game and make a lot of money oh, of course. by doing yeah, it yeah. as well. So yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I would argue that you are going to make more money if your game is more interesting. Yeah. I think you need well, something different. You need something different, you know. I think aye. I think everybody's I know the bubble I don't think you're right, the bubble's not going to burst, but I think we've no. all got shelves full of games that we haven't played and aren't likely to play anytime soon. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, we'll watch the space again and we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on what's coming out of Steamforge as as and when we hear it. Uh, some more news to yeah, cover off. A couple more items to cover off. Uh, Warhammer Underworlds is getting a fully digital version of the same game. So Warhammer Underworlds, or Shadespire, as it's more commonly known, is the the closest thing that uh, Games Workshop have to a collectible card game at the moment. Yes. So it stands to reason that they emulate the success of things like Hearthstone and Magic Arena and get that thing on the interwebs. Yeah. I, I This came out of nowhere for me as well, right? I, I was not expecting was, no, this. No one was expecting it. Um, it. It's a new studio that are doing it as well? Um, so it is Steel Sky Productions. Okay. Um, who are going to be producing this. Um, I've never heard of them. Yeah, I, I I think that this is the uh, the first project that they've had. Um, it's we'll see. Like, um, Blood Bowl obviously has a uh, video game adaptation, which is basically just identical to yeah. the the tabletop game. They haven't really uh, mentioned in this press release how far this uh, video game version is going to uh, deviate. From the I, I don't think it really will, to be honest, because yeah. they, they're, they're talking in here about um, 
deck building and all that. Okay, in, in so this. that's going to be a key part of the game yeah, as well. Yeah, so I think it is just going to be a digital port of the tabletop game. Yeah. Um, I'll maybe look into that. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 bring Underworlds along with us to Carronade. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That can be the game people can beat us at. Yeah. <laughs> and well, finally, yeah. a, a bit of news on Magic the Gathering. It is, and weirdly, I knew about this and you didn't. I know. I'm terrible. I'm yeah. I'm a terrible, terrible fanboy. No, no, I I wasn't saying that to like keep the guilt on you. I just thought it was weird that that you hadn't heard of this. <laughs> quite the scandal. As I know. It turns out as I know. Well. So, uh, a Hall of Famer by the name of Yuya Watanabe mm-hmm. was ousted from the London Mythic Championships under accusations of cheating. Well, you've shown me the photos, and uh, I think the accusations are very well grounded. It's ba- pretty damning. Basically, he was uh, disqualified for um, marking his cards, which obviously... Is cheating in Magic the Gathering if you know no, it's cheating what, in any card game. Yeah, yeah. What, which is if you know what's going to be on the top of your deck. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the photographs that you've sent me is basically it looks like he or someone has um, scratched grooves into his card sleeves. It, look, it looks to me like it's a thumbnail indentation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the sleeves, not the cards, right? Yeah, yeah. It's easier to destroy the evidence. What he said was that he was getting gubbed. Um, he he'd had he'd had quite a bad run, so he decided that he had to um, change up his mentality or something. Okay. I know I know a lot of people have got their own little superstitions and things. I, I know a lot of war gamers, if things are going badly for them, will just bend their yep. dice and get a new yeah, set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always work, and it still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so so I can understand what he's saying about just needing a change. Okay. To, to help with his mentality, the the old adage changes as good as a rest, yeah. right? You know, we all get that. Yeah. Um, so he changed up his card sleeves partway through the event. Okay. Um, and, and they just happened to be marked. Well, he's he's obviously marked them at some point, right? Yeah. He he's <laughs> saying that it was um, Uzra's power plant. Urza's power plant. Ur- sorry, Urza's power plant. God, Ben. <laughs> So it, it's a particular set of cards that can be used to generate lots and lots of mana. Yeah. Yeah. So what he's saying is because he because he looks for these cards a lot using the the tutor mechanic. Yeah. Um, they're handled more, and that's why he's seeing the marks got there in the exact same place. Yeah. In the new sleeves that you don't need. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. No. I mean, like for for me, it does happen, right? If you're if you're playing with a deck often enough, granted, not with a new set of sleeves, don't wear that quickly. Yeah. Um, but if you're playing with a deck and there's particular cards you do use a lot, they do the the, the sleeves will start to fray, or if you've not got them sleeved, the cards themselves yeah, yeah. will start yeah, to yeah. fray. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're we're talking just before we went on the air, casinos know better than anyone about all the the tricks and cheats that people use, right? You mean to tell me that people try and cheat to earn money? Yeah. You believe it, yeah. Wow. Shock. Shocking. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, the man's a card in the bounder. But, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so casinos get around people marking cards by just chucking out the decks yeah. completely. Just right? play very yeah. well. They do the same with the dice as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. So, it's made a um, it's not happened before. I'm sure it has happened before. It's just he's just he happens to have been caught. Oh, don't get me wrong, Ray. Uh, A consequence of having cash prizes at tournaments and and significant cash prizes as well. Talking thousands. Yeah. Oh, tens of thousands uh, for the top prizes. Uh, Yeah, it's going to encourage people to be nefarious, to try and do better. The really disappointing thing is that this is a Hall of Famer. This is... uh, uh, I know this at the end of the day, this is a card game, but, you know, people... People do look up to these guys, yeah. but like, do you know, do you know what we we were talking earlier about um, about undesirable behaviour in games, mm-hmm. and the worst thing about this is that people will look at this and they'll be like, "Well, I'm glad I don't play Magic." Yeah, that's the kind of shit that goes on there. Yeah, it's the exactly. Same, whenever you get negative publicity for any game, unfortunately, it has the same effect. And people go. Well, I'm definitely not getting involved in yeah, that. That's the game right. people who play it. It's not the game for me. Well, yes, well, it's yes, not just that. I mean, if, if this game card game is really, really big, I'm assuming it's going to have sponsors. So you'll find the sponsors might not be willing to put money into it. So mm. it has a negative, oh, absolutely. So it has a negative yeah, effect you, you... on everybody else that plays it. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so he's, so... Not, he's not just embarrassed himself. He, he's actually caused quite a bit of damage yeah, for, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's something my mother would so say. He, not just embarrassed yourself, you've embarrassed your internet. <laughs> yeah, you've let you've let me down. You've let the community down, but most of all, you've let yourself Indeed. down. You, you Watanabe. Indeed. Yeah, we're we're not angry, Watanabe. We're, we're just disappointed. disappointed. Very, very disappointed. Yes. Go to your room and think about it. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's just a naughty boy. <laughs> Are these guys still pro- are these guys still pros? I mean, people used to make a full time living out of magic. I don't know if they still yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yuya Watanabe's uh, he's he's been uh, working full time as a Magic the Gathering player for some well, time now. Not anymore. He won't no, be. no, he won't. <laughs> no. McDonald's yeah. beckoned. Oh, I don't know if you can go to the employment <laughs> job, the job server and say, "What was your previous employment, Magic the Gathering player?" <laughs> 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 right uh, how, how does that make you good at washing dishes yes well <laughs> uh anyway uh so that's bad that's... at getting marks out that's for sure hey <laughs> there we go <laughs> anyway uh in, enough about uh all the the bad news that's uh, been going on we're, we're as we said at the start of the show we're, we're lucky enough to be attending caronade uh yeah. next weekend this is yes, saturday is. saturday the 11th of yep. may it certainly is so uh guys uh what this is going to be our first time actually attending so so as first timers what what can we expect to to see at caronade well we have over 35 clubs and groups from scotland and the north of england running games as well as some of the traders again we have 40 43 43 traders from all over the uk so you've got people like warlord games we've got war uh, games foundry turning up for the first time we've got uh, even guys like your common ground games your static games your red dice games these guys come along as well uh, old glory so there's a, a big mix of sort of guys selling historical figures fantasy figures board games even card games uh, we've also got a flea market which most uh, shows generally have a bring and buy the flea market is where you actually 
basically book a table online, you book it for an hour for two quid, and you sell your own stuff for what you want. Basically, you, you haggle with people. So that's a very good way of picking up, say, older board games or card games or old RPG games, etc. Yeah, yeah. I have to be honest. See, uh, we, we, we met Kenny uh, a few weeks ago, yeah. and we were talking about uh, what what happens at Karen. The flea market's the thing I'm really excited about. Yeah. I can't wait to well, just have a... The interesting thing about the flea market, I mean... We started the flea market. I mean, this will Carnage now been going 13 years. 13 we started years, yeah. it uh, in the second year because nobody wanted to do a bring and buy because a lot of bring and buys things get stolen or broken or whatever. So, there's a guy yeah. called Mark Henderson said, Well, why not run a flea market? They do it in the States. If the Americans can do it, surely we can bloody do it. So, we were told when we started it that no, no, that will not work. People will not come to your show because of this. Well, I think this year, uh, all the tables were literally sold out within 48 hours. I think we had two slots left for slot four. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's 30 tables that we have on yeah, the day. Like and we also have three or four tables that you can actually hire on the day, first come, first serve. But all yeah, of them were basically... Well. Yeah. So they were all sold out. And what you're finding is, I mean, a lot of people do individuals are hiring them, but some of the clubs have now played it smart. They're hiring a table as a club. So they retain uh, the table. But yes, the, there's no doubt about it. The flea market is excellent because you can... The beauty is that you sell the stuff for what you think. So if you came to me and say, oh, look, Ken, you've got these 40K figures. What are you want for it? And I'll say to you, 150 quid, and you'll go, I'll give you 75. But you might end up picking it up for, say, 120. So I've got yeah. away with that 120 pounds, and I can spend that at the show there and then, whereas if you go to clubs that do a bring and buy... They'll take ten percent off it, and you'll have to wait to the end mm-hmm. of the show to get your money. Now, that's true. now, now, fair enough. A bringing by will make you more money than a flea market. Now, as I say, we done the flea market because it was a way for people to get a chance to sell their stuff, and it's less hassle for us. I mean, I think at Claymore, the bringing by jail has twenty people running it. At Carinaid, the flea market is one or two people running. Yeah, it. but we didn't. Have, we just didn't have enough people yeah. to do a bringing yeah, by. Yeah, to didn't start have with, yeah, club members. Yeah, yeah. but that's worked well. So that's been a good thing. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the the show has been running thirteen years, as Kenny says. It's it's been full to capacity with a waiting list for at least five years five now. Years, yeah, uh, yeah. We've, we've traders come. I think the furthest guy, Stonewall, he comes uh, he comes all the way from Cornwall for the game. Uh, for the wow, show. Yeah. that is uh, that is a trek and a half. We actually used to get a guy that came from the Isle of Wight as well. Oh, that's right. I can't yeah. remember who the hell that was. Fine 15s, wasn't it? Fine 15s, yeah. He, yeah. Still, he still comes. He, he still comes. He helps someone else out. Uh, he helps Colonel Bill out, but he plays it smart. He He's in a, go to the whiskey trail, so he used to come up, take a holiday, do the whiskey trail, and then come to Carnage, sell his stuff, and go home. I like that, man. <laughs> yeah. I like that, man. It's a smart move right and there. Then, <laughs> of course, we have... Again, we have most of the clubs in Scotland attend the show. I mean, the likes of you've got G3... Uh, you've got Glasgow District, mm-hmm. you've got South East Scotland, you've got uh, Kerry Muir, you've got Angus, you've got the Lansford Dwarfs, Stirling Wargamers. We actually have a lot of uh, clubs now coming up to the north of England as well. Uh, and it's even like Durham, York, yeah, we've got Newcastle, we've got yeah. Durham area. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of people now travelling up from even further south, the Midlands and even darkest south coast coming up to the show now. We've even actually got people coming from <laughs> Europe to come to the show now, which is it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, when we started the show, if we thought we got 20 clubs and 20 traders, we'd be doing well. I mean, yeah. 
It's it's yeah. went beyond our expectations. Uh, I just I can't believe where we are. I really don't. I, I don't know. But, and this is something I wanted to ask because obviously you, you mentioned there. This is this is your thirteenth year, year that you're running it. Yeah, lucky year. But what over those thirteen years? Then what 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 have you seen change in the the community and the industry? I mean, we've, I mean, when we first started, I mean, most of our club members are historical gamers, so probably people were going to farts, right? I, I look at it this way, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't bother me whether you play fantasy, science fiction or historical, you're welcome. When we first started the show, I went to a lot of clubs like Dwarf, for instance, in Dunfermline. Now, Dwarf are a big, big club. They do a lot of tournament stuff and things like that. These guys had never been invited to Claymore which at that time was Scotland's top show, basically because they played fantasy and science fiction. Now, I don't personally don't play 40k, it's not my bag, but these guys do. And I think they were quite shocked that somebody asked them, would you like to go to a war game show? And I always remember Brian Forrester, who's our chairman, I think he's been the chairman for life, he turned around and said, well, what do you want us to do? It's like, no, what do you want to do? And as I say, clubs like that and Stirling war gamers and all these type of guys have never let us down. All the clubs that have come to the show have all put on good games. As I say, without these guys, we can't run a show. Mm. And as I say, we've we've given a lot of new clubs a chance to get their foot in the door and they've progressed. As I say, the guys like the Dwarf guys were predominantly 40k and you can see the change in their games because they started to do a lot of things like uh, bolt action and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the hobby has changed definitely uh, in that respect. And again, the other good thing is we have a mixture of science fiction and fantasy games. And the interesting thing is we don't actually see a lot of necessarily GW games. You'll get people doing like Drop Zone Commander. And oh, yeah, games, yeah. yeah. Games Drop like Zone that. I mean, quite for instance, popular. I think the GT guys are doing a GI Joe thing. You're right. Uh, okay. uh, we've, we've had boys doing things like, uh, is it 7 TV productions and stuff like that? So there's yeah, a, lot of, a lot of TV, pulp yeah, games yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And, that's definitely yeah, changed. True. There's definitely yeah. a lot more of that has I mean, come in. Games I mean, have got smaller, I, mean, I suppose, haven't they? The, the big thing when we first started, most of the games were a historical game, right? But as I say, right. you're now finding a lot of again, science fiction fantasy. And there's also a lot of public participation games. I mean, you've got guys like your Funky Skull games, and he's doing these sort of gangs in New York and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot of and a lot of things that you can actually take part in. You, you, you can, I mean, okay, there's some beautiful and sort of diorama type games but there's a lot of things that you can actually take part in and it's a good way for people mm -hmm. that say for instance they play 40k they come along and they actually see wait a minute it's not just games workshop you've got all these other preferred companies out there it's like oh look that's somebody selling sci-fi and mm -hmm. you get guys like Ainsley castings they do a lot of science fiction and fantasy res resin stuff and it's really good quality yeah. stuff yeah yes and, and then yeah. we have a painting competition as well and it's split into then science fiction and fantasy and historical. And we actually have a, a special one for uh, people that are under 16. And we're trying to encourage the kids Which, to do it. In my experience, are often better than anything that I <laughs> yeah, well, can produce. Well, I'll, I'll let you in a secret. The joke at my club is all I paint Cybermen. So that shows you the level of paint I've got for figures. <laughs> hey, look, look, you've... 
they, there's a lot of a lot goes into Cybermen. You've got to choose which pigment of metal. It's generally the, it's generally the gun. Be. It's generally that's the difference. That's like, I've moved on to Daleks now. They're a bit more difficult. <laughs> no, but it's the, the show itself, uh, as I say, we're we're shocked where it has actually come now in the, in the short time period. And as I say. A lot of work goes into it, not just myself and Douglas, there's a lot of other people in the background, e.g. the people that run the flea market, the painting competition, but it's the members that come on the Friday night and the Saturday that move the tables and help the traders in and stuff like that. And again, the other big thing is we're we're prepared to accept criticism. If if there's there's a problem at the show and somebody flags it up to us, we will look at that problem. We'll not just stand there, cross our arms and go, go away, you oit, because we know better. So if people do have a complaint, we want to hear that complaint, yeah. as well as being told, yeah, it's an excellent show and stuff like that. I mean, we used to actually hand out uh, sort of sheets, you know, what did you think of the show sort of thing. Well, we used to get daft things like yeah. feedback, and it was like, could we have the show in Perth, or could we have the show in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> could, you run another, could you run another one yeah, later yeah. in the year? Yeah, later yeah. In the year. Like, no. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing is we did have a complaint once from a trader, and he complained about he didn't make as much money as what he thought he was, but we couldn't answer his query because he didn't put his name and address down. Mm. And oh, well, so there, there's not much we can do. I mean, we have had a few people that have tried to poo Flankers on us occasionally. Ah, oh, but no, man, they only and, get they only try it once. Yeah, so and then they the, don't and get then an next year. Putting the black book. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but it's, it's 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 something else we've tried to do is try and, and you know be conscious that we're we want to invite people into the hobby. Yeah. We're quite lucky it's in a school, school and so yeah. and and often there's like a swimming. There happens to be a swimming. Um, the, the club on in the morning or during the show, which kind of causes a bit of disruption. But the nice thing is, you get the kids coming through with their parents, and you know, and a small number will say, "Oh, what's that? What's you know, what's they'll see a table, something interesting, they'll get involved," um, and that's the way of attracting people. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then actually, the Sunday of the show, there's a there's an exhibition at um, East East Fortune, the the, yeah, the museum. Scottish Museum with the aircraft down in down in the East Lothian. Uh, we we oh we go, yes, we go yeah. to that the the day after the show, which is always a bit of a toil because everyone's exhausted, but. That's another way of in, in we put on a game and the kid you know there's, there's kids coming it's a wartime experience they call it so there's reenactors mm. there's people doing 1940 swing dancing yeah. all kinds of stuff and we run a game and uh, that's another good way of getting people interested yeah. in the hobby. I mean in the, in the past I mean when Carinade first started for instance I mean because it's in a school we had two upstairs halls one was for the flea market there was one year with an empty hall we actually got a guy called Chris Brown and Chris Brown is basically a university lecturer and he does Scottish medieval history so we actually done two sort of 20 minute uh, lectures on the Battle of Bannockburn and Stirling Bridge and Chris now does a lot of stuff for boat action he, he does a big Vietnam oh, right, stuff so, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we, we've done things like that we, we, we've, we've looked at what other shows do and what we can do to improve it and if again it's it's basically we're, we're trying not just to get war gamers and we're trying to encourage people into rpg games or board games to come along and see what it's about and stuff like that yeah i mean at the end of the day yeah, yeah it's it's a bulker club show but at the end of the day for me i think it's a good advert for the scottish gaming scene that's right. And that's how I, I see mm-hmm. it. It's not like, oh, this is for Falcon District War Games Club. It is for the gaming scene. It gives people in Scotland a chance to go to another big show, spend their pennies, 
hopefully take a bit of inspiration in some of the games that are there, look at new things that are being produced by various companies and and, and basically have a good bloody time. Yeah. yeah as you probably tell, yeah. Kenny's, our, Kenny's our PR man, but like for instance, he, we, we, he got in touch with the Falkirk Herald, so the local paper, and asked them if they were interested in <clears throat> publicising the show, and it turns out that one of the reporters yeah, the, the, was, one a, of the was chief, a gamer. One of the chief reporters is a guy called oh, Roy, Roy, yeah. uh, Roy Beery, he's a member of the Tracing Club. So he actually comes down every year and does an article in the local paper that helps. And so, oh, so it's, it's things like that. I mean, and it's it's just trying to encourage people to come along. And as I say, it doesn't matter if you're a gamer or not. I mean, I, I mean, we've had requests before, like people, for instance, I'm in a wheelchair. Can I come to the show? Yes, you can, because there's actually a lift to get you up the, the second floor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we try our best to help everybody that comes along. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, we're all really pleased. That's great, and and that is like the really important thing because mm-hmm. if we weren't, you know, if we weren't attracting new people to the hobby, yeah. it it would eventually yeah, just hobby, die on its feet. Absolutely, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why we've asked guys like you to come along because you you are doing something different. You're doing podcasts mm. and that. Like, I mean, I know yeah. that you've done like tabletop Scotland and come to Carnage is maybe slightly different, but you now get to see the sort of war game side. And you can talk to these type of guys. So as I say, on the day you've got a free hand, you can talk to anybody you want to, whether it's a trader, a club, whatever. As I say, there's there's no holes barred for you guys. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Because yeah. I look at it. And, you're and on that it. note, yeah. On <laughs> that note, if you do see us there on the day, just come well, talk we to us. Come to talk yes. to you. In fact, there might be, there yeah. might be a man there that you might actually want to talk to. Uh, I'll, I'll mention the, the gentleman to you on the day because the guy's come over for the States and he's actually on holiday, but the guy actually worked for TSR Hobbies and also Wizards of the Coast. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Introduce yeah, me yeah. to this gentleman. No, I, thought, I thought I thought you were going to say John Harper. And I was no, going to no. say, no, nah, we don't want to Well, <laughs> the interesting thing about this guy, the guy put a post on the Karenade page asking about, I'm coming for the States, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's up to see in Falkirk? So, out of courtesy, I replied to him, you can go to the Antonines, well, you can do this, this, this. And then he came back, uh, what restaurants, gave him an answer again. He sent me a Facebook request. And it took me two weeks to suddenly realise, it's like, oh, my God, I know who this guy is. And it's like... <laughs> but we'll keep it yeah, we, <laughs> we, 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 we don't want to publicize it. We're, 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 we're going to keep it as a secret because, as I say, the, the gentleman's on holiday. <laughs> I don't want to ruin his holiday, but I'll point him out yeah. to you. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked who he was. And I was like, wait a minute, you're actually wasting your time talking to a player like me. Yeah. Even 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 my son was impressed when I told him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, so, anyway, right, anyway, excellent. So a wee bit of a wee bit of uh, suspense, a, tra- a trailer. There's a trailer for you, a teaser. That's a, that's a teaser. That's yeah, the word. A celebrity for. figure. Yeah. But we actually, but yeah. we actually have another gentleman on the day who's doing a book signing. A guy called Michael Farwar, and he's actually bring out a book on painting uh, World War Two German figures. He's actually coming over from Switzerland. I mean, you can actually you can oh, actually buy his book yeah. on uh, eBay and stuff like that, and through Amazon. And he's actually in the table next to us. There we go. We'll have a chat yeah, with him then. Yeah, there we go. We're we're going to be busy. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so yeah. Well, that's that's the idea, guys. Is that you're busy and you, you, as I say, you can tell us what you think of it. And yeah, we you, really And as I say, yeah. if you think of things that could improve it, then by all means, tell us. And that, that's, I mean, I look at it, okay, we're 13 years on, but we're still learning every every year we oh. do a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, simple things like and wedges for doors. 
Did anybody bring them? Okay, yeah. Signage. Signage, yeah. Lots of more signage. Yeah, like signage and things like that. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I think one of the first years, I mean, originally we were at the, the Falkirk Tech for the first two shows and then we moved to the Graham's High School. And I think the first year we were there, one of the biggest complaints we got was about the food. Now, because it's a mm-hmm. school, it's all healthy eating stuff. So you had all these big, rather large wargamers saying, wait a minute, where's all the pies and sausage rolls now? So we actually had so to request that the next year. Sorry, you're, sorry healthy eating's out. Right, I know Jamie Oliver's come out with all this stuff, but uh, just for this weekend, yeah. Yeah. can yeah. we... Yeah, get some sausage yeah, rolls then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know your audience. Yeah. Know your audience. That's well, I Very important. Um, well, I think that's about all we've got time for, but quickly before we wrap up, mm-hmm. for people that are interested in Carronade, uh, where do they need to go? It's the Graham's High School in Calendar Road, Falkirk. And it's uh, yep. 10, 10, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday the 11th uh, of May, and if you if you Google Falkirk District Water Games mm-hmm. Club, you'll find a website and there's, there's, there's a map and details on there too and the last thing and the last thing i would say any group any club or any individuals that are running any events whether it's a board game an rpg or a war game show please bring your flyers to the show because you can put them off at the front desk and people can pick them up it's a good way to advertise your events there we are. There we go. Well, look, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're really looking forward to next weekend. Absolutely. And uh, we'll catch you there soon. And thank you for listening, guys, at home. Uh, until next time, take care. Bye. 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 Bye.